welcome to Sparkle Speak. This is a podcast sponsored by Sparkle, which is a Christian women's ministry designed to connect women with the purpose of inspiration and encouragement. Each week, we will interview a new guest who will share her personal experience with Christianity. Whether you identify yourself as a Christian or not, this podcast is for you, and our intent is always to inspire one another through our own unique and individual stories of how God has moved and shaped us. Wherever you are listening today, we hope you enjoy this story of faith. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine. And as you know, each week we chat with a guest who shares her personal story of how she came to know the Lord. And today um, we're very excited to have Rita Howard with us. Rita owns a Christian daycare in the Detroit area. Um, It's called Grace Christian Learning Center. It's been around for 33 years. She personally has five kids and two grandchildren. And I have um, a personal connection with Rita because I went to her daycare when I was young. And I went there from a really young age. I don't even remember how old I was, but small. You're about, I think you're about 12 weeks old. 12 weeks old. Yes, there we go. And I went there until I was five. So um, I have very, very fond memories of the daycare. And actually, I mentioned it in my episode where I talked about my story that I, I really do believe I had such a strong foundation in Christianity and my love for God because I attended your daycare. And I just felt like it was infused into us as kids. So I just really respect you a lot. And I'm really um, excited to hear your story today. So thanks for being with us. Oh, thank you, Catherine. That means a lot to me. Yeah, of course. Um, So let's just dive right into the first question. These have been so, so cool to hear everyone's unique perspective, but what does Christianity personally mean to you? You know, it's changed. When I was younger and I thought I was walking with Jesus, it really was legalistic and more about don't break the commandments. And as I've grown and surrendered everything to Jesus, um, it's just really living my life according to the word of God. And I think that that is so confusing for so many people who believe in Jesus, um, the economy of Jesus is completely upside down. It's not the same as what the world tells us. And it's just a constant, um, there's a constant tension there. You know, it's, I I just wrote down a couple things, you know, those things like choosing to forgive, choosing not to be offended, um, choosing to tithe your money versus holding on to it, choosing to love versus not loving the person that's really taken advantage of you, um, choosing to serve, put yourself last. And um, I don't know, I think the biggest thing is believing that the word of God is real, it's living, it penetrates down into bone and marrow, and that God responds to the word of God. I think most of my life I begged and pleaded in my prayers. And then as I got older and have gone through trials, I've learned that. Um, I'm in covenant with Jesus and his promises are yes and amen. And I don't have to beg and I don't have to plead. I just have to stand on what he's already said yes to. Mm -hmm. So it's a completely different way of living. And um, I just really think that it's a supernatural change 
I don't think it's something that you can really read about. I think that things happen in your life and you get down on your knees and you cry out from the bottom of your heart and God starts revealing these things to you. So, um, yeah, that's, it's a wonderful way to live and it's completely really opposite of what society tells us. Mm-hmm. I couldn't agree more with all of that. I've just been nodding my head the whole time because, um, it's so true. I mean, what Jesus talks about, it's countercultural, yeah. it's counterintuitive. Uh-huh. It it it's just so unique. And I think that's what's so incredible about Jesus is he's like none other. No, yeah. Yeah. And I think that Jesus gives us a desire. I, it's I mean, you know my story, you know, when I lost my daughter, my baby, and I was Catholic, and I will never ever say anything negative about the Catholic faith ever. I never have, but I never knew the scriptures. I never opened the Bible. So when I, when that meant everything to me, heaven meant everything to me, then I started pursuing what the word of God said. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's a big eye opener. Yeah. Well, um, can you tell us about that? Like, let's, let's get into it. So um, maybe you can answer, you know, how you first became a Christian and, and talk about your story and how you really got there. Yeah. You know, I was um, 28 when I got married. I'm sorry, 27 when I got married and I was Catholic all my life. I went to church. I definitely believed in Jesus. Um, I thought I was a good person. I didn't break the big commandments, but that was about it. And then um, my husband and I uh, were pregnant with our first daughter and totally normal pregnancy. Every doctor's appointment was normal. And then when, and I, at that time I was doing a secular daycare with just like six kids in my house, my townhouse, just because I knew I wanted to be home with my daughter. And um, about a week before I gave birth, another daycare was shutting down in Birmingham. And one of the customers called me and said, hey, can you take our kids here? And I said, no, I'm only licensed for six kids. And they said, well, if you can't take our kids, if you ever need a great caregiver, you should call this girl, Kelly. And I I said, thank you. And I put Kelly's number in my drawer, but I didn't really think anything of it um, until like two days went by. And I thought I was pregnant. I was like nine months pregnant. I thought, you know what? I had one helper. I thought, oh, it'd be nice to have a second helper with me. And so I called this girl, Kelly. She was in her 20s. She came over to my house, um, real beautiful young lady. And um, I never asked her anything about Jesus. I just asked her about children and work schedule, all the secular questions. I, there was no reason for me to ask her about God. And I hired her on the spot, just thinking, this will be nice. I can have the baby and um, Kelly can help out part-time. Well, Kelly started the day I went into labor. And so I went into labor on April 9th. Um, Gracie, that was our first daughter, was due April 15th. So I went in um, labor the 9th. I had her on the 9th and she lived for one hour. And she had a total absence of lungs. And they didn't know it until after they cut the cord. So after she came out, they lifted her up. She cried a little they cut the cord to, and by the time they got her to the, um, the warming, I mean, the room was chaos. And uh, 
and she passed away that day. And I had to call Kelly and tell her and the other lady that was working for me and tell them I wouldn't be back for a couple of weeks. And again, I never asked anything about Kelly's um, belief system. And I went home to Bay City, stayed with my mom and my dad for a couple of weeks. And I, um, I legitimately fulfilled that scripture, which I didn't know I was fulfilling it, but it was seek me with all your heart and you'll find me. I would go to the Catholic church and I'd go in the little chapel. I, there's a couple of times I fell asleep in the pew because I was like, you, I know you're good. This is what I would say to God. And I think he really liked it. I said, I know you're a good God. I know you're not a God that would just have me get pregnant, have baby showers, decorate a baby nursery to pick out a coffin. I do not want to serve a God like that. I mean, I was very, very bold. And I just begged him, please, please, you got to show me. I don't want to be a bitter woman. I don't want to go through something like this and just carry it in my life. I want, you got to teach me. You have to teach me. And I had one person, my sister-in-law, who was very strong Christian, still is, give me one scripture. And it was, um, all things work together for good to those who love you, Romans 8, 28. And I can remember vacuuming, just going back and forth, vacuuming, all things work together for good to those who love you. And I'd say, God, you got to show me how, what good can come out of bearing a baby, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was still, it was within those two weeks and I had an open vision at my mom's house. And again, there's a lot of people who know what that's all about because they are going to charismatic churches and churches that teach that. For me, I never heard of it. I never, no one ever talked about it. So I was at my mom's house. I was wide awake. I was on her couch and um, I can still see it today and it'll be 33 years. And Jesus was waltzing with Gracie. He had her up on his shoulder mm -hmm. and his back was towards me and her face was towards me. And he was waltzing with her. And he said, Gracie is fine, but there are people on earth who need you. And wow. I, yeah, and I, that was the day I was leaving my mom's house. And I remember leaving, not saying anything, but the thing is, it was scary. You know, it was scary. It wasn't something that was like, oh my gosh, Jesus. You know, it was like, am I losing my mind? Am I having a nervous breakdown? Because I was mm -hmm. so sad anyway. But I drove home. I told my husband. Now about, I don't know, three weeks have gone by since she's died. And I was back in my townhouse. And Kelly, who I hired, and this other lady, Wayla, were in my basement watching um, six kids and I was in the kitchen and I had a, I was taking a pan of fish sticks out of the oven and I could hear Kelly singing with the children downstairs and they were singing, oh, McDonald had a farm. And I was just stood there and I was listening to these little voices sing. And all of a sudden I had my second encounter with Jesus. And it was, um, this one was not visible. It was just very audible. I heard the Holy Spirit say, that is what Gracie's doing. She's worshiping me in heaven. I want you to create a place where children can worship me. And I was, again, I was scared. It was so powerful. It was, I mean, God Almighty speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, God, you don't have to 
knock me over the head. I'll do what you want me to do. And just as I said that, Kelly walks up from the basement. She's taking the kids outside and she grabs her windbreaker from a hook on my, in my kitchen and she puts it out and I'm standing, I'm looking out the window watching her and she puts it on and it's got a big cross on the back and it said, Jesus is my Lord and Savior. And I just said, okay, God, whatever you want me to do, you know? And I was sobbing. I was like, it was scary. Yeah. And I know a lot of people say, oh, I heard God say this. I heard God say this. And I'm always like, you know what? If you really hear from God, it'll change you forever. Mm-hmm. It marks you. You're never the same. Mm-hmm. In my life, I've never, I've never gone back. And I've never added one word to that testimony. I've never subtracted. It's like, I think you, you may have seen it. It's like in a three-page type up at the daycare. It goes out with our information packets. And uh, a couple of years ago, my uh, director said, hey, can I, comp- can I like, you know, just make this a little shorter, or put it on one thing? I'm like, no, I don't want to ever change it. I don't want to ever reword it. That's exactly. And so anyway, um, when Kelly, um, that day after she put her jacket on, she came in, she went down the basement and she's putting these six kids to sleep. And I went down and I sat next to her and I just said, can I talk to you? And she said, sure. And I just explained the whole thing. What happened at my mom's house with an open vision. And then today, um, hearing the Holy Spirit say, that's what I want you to do. Create a place where children can worship me. I explained the whole thing to her. And I am like shaking and sobbing. And she she starts crying. And she said, oh my gosh, let me tell you about myself. She was a really strong Christian. She still is. She's a leader at her church. She, um, she had been praying, God, give me a place where I can teach kids about you. Cause she had her four-year degree. She had her teaching degree, but she didn't want to be in a public school. Hmm. So the two of us 33 years ago, um, at the time, my little daycare was cradles and tots. We, we changed it to grace Christian learning center after grace Day. And I mean, it was perfectly orchestrated because I didn't know a Christian concert. I didn't know a Christian curriculum. Hmm. I didn't know a Christian author. And here I had Kelly with me that she was able to help me. It's like, God knew, okay, you're going to do this, but you can't do it by yourself. And literally we've been together for 33 years. Wow. And we've had thousands of kids go through and the main um, theme of the daycare is Jesus. You know, we start our mornings out at 645, take communion. We pray, plead the blood of Jesus over our daycare, pray for salvation for every one of those kids and their families. Mm. And, um, the, the fun part about the whole story is, as I said earlier, Gracie was due April 15th. She was, she was born and died, um, on April 9th, one year later to the date, April 15th, our second daughter was born Paige. Mm. Paige was in your room with you. Yes. I know. Yeah. Paige. Yeah. 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 So you no, know, we've had five kids and God's been so good to us, you know, it's, yeah. It's real. My gosh, your story. I mean, it's incredible. I really, I'm speechless. I, I have tears in my eyes and it's, it's also because I'm so personally affected by it too. Like truly. And, um, like I, my parents will show me like home videos from when I was a kid and like two or three years old. And I'm just singing songs about Jesus that I learned at daycare. And it's, you know, the kids really take it home with them. You know, it's, 
They do. And they, we teach them how to pray and we teach them how to say, I forgive you, you know, mm-hmm. and we can learn so much from children because they're so quick to forgive and they're so quick to believe, you know, and scripture does have it, you know, I think it's in Mark where, you know, unless you believe like a child, you know, you're not going to enter the, the kingdom. And it's, it's so true. It's like, we make it so hard, you know, yeah. as adults, because we've been hurt mm-hmm. and it's just being obedient and walking, knowing, okay, I'm literally carrying the presence of Jesus in me. Yeah. I'm carrying him. And so if I'm carrying him and I know that, and I know that I belong to him, it, it really, it's not, I mean, I make this sin every day, but it really does help you to choose the things that God wants you to choose. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you're doing everything for him. So when you're doing it for Christ in mind, and just recently God's been saying to me, you know, you're getting ready to go to a wedding, right? We're getting followers of Christ. We're getting ready to go to a wedding. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, as a bride, we, we want to look nice. We want to, don't want to have all these grudges and offenses and gossip, you know? So it is completely opposite of the world, which is so hard. And I think it's hard for your age group even more than us because you guys are growing up in um, just an era where a lot of things are legal. A lot of things are normal Mm -hmm. and um, it's hard. It is very hard. I agree, but you know, you're doing, you're being very obedient to the Lord and and what you do with your life. And um, I love the picture or that first vision he gave you. Yeah. yeah. Um, where he said, you know, Gracie's fine, but there are so many children who are not. And that's just yeah. the truth. I mean, yeah. there's so many people out there who not only have hardship in their life because of all the sin, but they yeah. also just don't know anything about Jesus and what he can offer them. And so that's what well, yeah. that's our goal while we're here. Well, and that's the thing is probably my greatest prayer every day is encounter people like until you are encountered by Jesus it's it's hard for it to be real I mean I can see I mean I lived a life I I believed in Jesus but until you know and you hate to say I don't you want anybody to go through a tragedy you don't want anybody to go through pain but when whatever that is it really brings you to your knees where nothing else matters I mean really I I, I want that for everybody because you come out closer you know and mm-hmm. it's tangible now now it's like I know my Jesus I know where I'm going I'm not yeah. afraid anymore like I life is so fast you know mm-hmm. so yeah. I just ask my prayer pray for pray for people to encounter him that God would be real you know yes I agree and and you're right it's it's sometimes you need to be stripped of everything to really see it in a new way. And sometimes that's not necessarily the case. People People don't have to hit rock bottom, but I mean, it's what you said. It's just the stripping away, realizing that nothing else will fill us, but him. And we have to get there. Everyone's on their own journey. Yeah. And God has, he doesn't want anyone not to be with him. So I trust him. And I do, I thank God every day that, you know, he knows exactly what you know, the people in my life that I love, that I want closer to God, he knows what it is. Mm-hmm. And it takes a burden off of you, us, because we can't change a heart. 
we can't convince anybody. Only Jesus can do that. Only the Holy Spirit. So just thank God every day. Yep. You, you know. 100%. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. I'm sure a lot of people will feel blessed by your story and just yeah. encouraged even to know that you can go through the, the deepest heartbreak yeah. and still beautiful things can come from it. it. Can. You know, and um, honestly, anybody that listens to your podcast, if they've had a miscarriage, I just met with somebody who had twins, uh, 23 weeks, two little girls, and they passed away a couple hours after they were born. And I met with her and I would love to meet with anybody. I've done that a lot throughout the years. And because I went to counseling for just a teeny bit, but everybody was so, you know, don't get pregnant, don't do this and kind of mad at God. And I I don't think I was ever mad at God, Mm -hmm. you know, but if there's anybody that's listening that just really needs somebody to talk to, please, I would love to meet them for coffee. That's amazing. Thank you for offering that yeah. because I would imagine anyone walking through that. It's, it's unimaginable, honestly. I mean, well, so. you know, what was kind of interesting is I only had six kids and at my first little daycare and my sixth child that came to me, came to me, Caitlin Bricely, she was in your class too. And, um, her mom just had her and I saying something, is this your first child? And she said, no, we actually lost our first one right after birth. And so when this happened to me, she was the first person I called. And mm-hmm. I remember calling her from my mom's house and saying, I just want to know when you smiled again. Did you ever smile again? And I really held on to seeing her have another child, seeing her be okay. So people need to know that, you know, it, there's so much hope. Absolutely. And, you know, it's really interesting. Um, Real quick, before we move on to the last question, I, um, one of my family members, she lost a daughter when her daughter was three months old from SIDS and, um, she, her story is very powerful as well, because that's what brought her to the Lord actually was that loss. And she talks about how she just is confident that her daughter's days on earth were all purpose filled. Like God yeah. had a purpose yeah. for all 72 yeah. days. Yeah. Wow. And, That's um, beautiful. I just loved that phrasing because it's so true. It's like, it, yeah. none of it is wasted. Like he yeah. is using all of it and bringing yeah. it like That's you said. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And they never had to go through any um, of the pain of earth. They went straight to be with Jesus. So, yeah. I mean, they're yeah. fine, right? It's, it's all perspective. Like you yeah. said. Yeah. It's all sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, awesome. Well, thank you for sharing your story. I would love to hear, like, do you have, um, a favorite verse on your heart or even just something you've been learning lately, more recently that you'd like yeah, to share yeah, with our listeners? Yeah. yeah. I thought about that. And, you know, having five kids, um, there's always things that you worry about. And I remember uh, that's probably one of the biggest things I did struggle with after was fear. And, um, I remember probably five, seven years ago, just praying really hard about something. God helped me not to be afraid. And I felt like God said, I can't even answer your prayer because fear has been nailed to the cross. I don't pray that way. You know, I felt like a real rebuke from God. And he gave me that uh, scripture, perfect love casts out fear. And so now there's things, you know, I have a little grandbaby who's six months old, just told he has to have an ultrasound on his on his brain because his head's growing too big and you know there's things that you can be concerned and fear about but like instead of praying about the fear I really now 
say add, uh, you say, you say perfect love cast out fear. So I'm feeling anxious right now. So would you show me your perfect love? Mm -hmm. I need to know more of your perfect love. And I use that a lot. It's like, just show me, show me mm -hmm. how much you love me, Jesus. Because I, because we live in a world that's, you know, there's a lot of things that can make you anxious. Mm -hmm. And so perfect love cast out fear is first John 4, 18. Hmm. That's really, really good to know. I can relate to that a lot. Yeah, if we don't, if we know the perfect love of Jesus, we're not going to fear. Yeah. So it's like, teach me, teach me again. It always comes back to us, right? Mm -hmm. We think, think, oh, this is about this person and this person. It's like, no, this is God um, circumcising my heart, making me love like him, see like him. I'm so sorry, my puppy is. <laughs> it's okay what kind of what kind of dog do you have he's 15 is b john <laughs> oh how yeah, cute I've, i have a little yorkie poo so similar. yeah he's very anxious right now oh poor guy no it's okay totally fine <laughs> um but no i can relate to that so much that's really really good advice and especially during the times right now i mean right. it's very challenging knowing you know what we should be doing what we shouldn't be doing how do we keep ourselves safe yeah, how do we let go and yeah. trust the lord in it and it's yeah. it's confusing so right, scripture right. is you know we need to cling yeah. to it yeah you're pregnant right you got and it's in the covid season and yeah so perfect love teach me god teach me your perfect love fear has mm. been nailed to the cross we don't even want to go there mm, i love that yeah it's been nailed to the cross why we can't go there yeah Thank you so much. This yeah. has been um, very wonderful hearing from you. And just, uh, like I said, getting your story, hearing um, your perspective, and I just appreciate you coming on oh, here. Well, I love you. And I'm so thankful that uh, you graduated and we're still in touch. And uh, yeah, I love your family. And I know you guys have a victorious story too. So yeah, no, very we just have to encourage each other. Absolutely. That's yeah. why we're here. <laughs> All right. Well, Rita, Bye. you have a great day. Thanks for All coming right, on. Thanks. Talk All to right. you soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Sparkle Speak. If you are interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at underscore sparklefaith underscore or at sparklefaith.com. There you can find information on upcoming events and speakers. And please feel free to reach out to us if you have a personal story of faith that you would be willing to share with us. We hope you tune in again next week and we hope your week is full of the sparkle we all need. Do you ever hear sayings make their way through the culture and the church that seem nice in theory, but are actually theologically problematic? My name is Shara Donahue, and I'm the host of The Bible Never Said That, a podcast where we examine these popular sayings under the lens of biblical truth. We cover sayings like, God won't give you more than you can handle, time heals all wounds, and follow your heart. We also spend time exploring how people use Bible verses out of context. If you want to grow in discernment and truth, join us and subscribe at lifeaudio.com.